renewables. They can't really be simply bolted onto a project. You need to consider renewables from day one. Um, they need to be integrated and there are probably features of the building that need to change to maximize the benefit of any particular renewable technology. Uh, an example of this would be the low temperatures you're going to get from heat pumps. And I'll go in specifically into heat pumps in a short while. But because they operate at a low temperature, they need to have um, larger emitter surfaces. So for instance, the typical operating temperature of a heat pump would be maximum about 50 degrees C. Um, so you tend to use that with uh, underfloor heating, um, which gives you a much larger surface area. Uh, another example would perhaps be the orientation of buildings um, to maximise solar technologies such as solar hot water heating and photovoltaic panels. So, what pr procedure do we follow? Um, we tend to use as a guide the Integrated Renewables Energy into New Developments document produced by London Renewables. It dates from about 2004, but it's a good basis as a starting point for uh, analysing the energy that you can, and the carbon emissions that you can achieve from various renewable technologies. That has uh, a very simple hierarchy in there. Starts off with use less energy, and they call it B lean. Use renewable energy, B green and then supply energy efficiently, be clean. Current thinking tends to swap over the last two of those and that translates into the uh, energy hierarchy which is uh, represented uh, on the screen. The base of the triangle is energy conservation. Which basically what we're doing there is removing the need for uh, energy in the first place. So, for instance, um, can we make the windows orientated so we can um, maximise daylighting and reduce the lighting loads? Can we add solar shading? Can we add thermal mass to reduce peak heating loads? The whole idea is to remove the need for that energy in the first place. We then move up to energy efficiency having established a minimum level of energy that we need to serve, we then provide that energy as efficiently as we can. And we need to control and monitor the uh, amount of energy that we use because if we, can if we can monitor it, we can assess where it's being used and we can then control it. And that, that brings in issues such as um, controls, multiple thermostats, lighting controls such as uh, PIR detectors, daylighting sensors, and advanced controls such as building management systems. We then start to get into the next phase where the core of a renewable energy assessment comes into play. 
combining power is half of it can be classed as renewable, so that if you serve it from a biomass, biofuel, that is classed as a renewable source. But the more common application is uh, serving combined heat and power from uh, a gas-fired engine. Gas is a fossil fuel, therefore, strictly speaking, combined heat and power is not a renewable technology. It is an energy efficiency technology. It uses and converts the fossil fuel and maximizes the, the gain from that. And uh, we'll come on to uh, CHP in a bit more detail. The next stage, after we've considered um, supplying the energy efficiently, is the renewable energy sources. And those are the, 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 the range of so, um, renewables such as solar hot water, photovoltaic panels, heat pumps, biomass boilers. And then finally, um, I'm not going to say anything about it, but carbon offsetting, other methods. Uh, we're not really here to talk about carbon offsetting. <laughs>